Yes, hello there. Welcome along to Tommy G Talks. My name is Tommy Gentleman, and it has been an absolute minute since I recorded a podcast episode. And that's mainly just because it's been busy. I've had other priorities take place in front of recording podcast episodes. And to be completely honest with you, I probably haven't had much to share. And so why make content for the sake of it when I know how precious this time is inside your ears uh, when you could be listening to many other things and doing other things too. So I'm, I'm delighted that you're here listening to this one. It's great to be back and you know hopefully we can get into a bit of a groove. Uh, might need your help on that though. So if there's anything that you, uh, you would like me to talk about or anyone that you'd like me to talk to, do send feedback and uh, suggestions to me at Tommy Gentleman on social media. Anyway, the reason why I wanted to make this episode, which is technically episode 132, uh, can imagine what we'd be on if we just kept doing it every week since the start. I'd be on like 1,000 by now. Um, but I recently did a, a talk at a secondary school, local to me, um, where I was asked to come in and, and sort of give a little speech about sport and about taking part, and it was their sports awards. So I kind of picked the whole, it's the taking part that counts saying and thought how can we really dig into that to figure out how to turn that into a real positive uh, empowering and inspiring statement rather than something that you say to a, you know a loser at the end of the the match or the competition while you pat them on the head so I'd like to just share like the key points of that talk I didn't film the thing itself because I didn't think it was appropriate to be honest with you I thought you know I brought my tripod along and everything but I didn't film it because I think it was just special to the the room you know, and it was a really personal and intimate occasion, and I wouldn't want to jeopardise that. So I thought I'd just come and sum it up on the podcast. So here we go. So anyone that's out there that likes sport, has taken part in sport, or like me, values the lessons that sport teaches you in life, then this one's for you. Um, I think you'll find it quite uh, quite interesting, and you'll probably agree with a lot of it. If you don't or do, then let me know at Tommy Gentleman, be good to connect back with you again on the podcast. Right then, here it is. Hey, what's up everyone? Slightly different one today. Uh, I thought I would just record a little video inspired by a talk I gave, uh, well, not inspired by the talk itself, but inspired by the occasion that I was invited to speak at, which was a secondary school close to me, um, where I live, Haraway School, invited me as their guest speaker at their sports awards end of year sports awards and that's a great honor to be invited to come and give a presentation and I was I was invited as a representative of the Jamie G Sporting Trust which is of course the charity that I am the chairman of and our role our constitution is to raise money that then goes out to help local sports clubs individuals and organizations to increase participation in sport and we did help Haraway School we have helped them over the years with a climbing wall with uh, basketball nets um, the ones that come down from the ceiling with gymnastic mats and we've got a strong relationship with them we know that that gets a lot of community use it gets sort of hired out out of school hours and then in school hours you get a lot of kids using this equipment so for us it fulfills our constitution which is to help increase participate participation in sport within our local area so I'm invited along. I'm putting a lot of thought into like, you know, what, what is it that I'm going to talk about? I always think that as a speaker, the most important thing to do is read the room. And in fact, sometimes that means that you don't really know 
the complete picture of how what you're going to talk about and how you're going to present it until you actually get in the room. Things like the layout, things like the AV, you know, the audiovisual equipment, things like the event itself, the vibe, what's happened before you when you go up and speak, what's happening after, um, the temperature even, you know, if it's hot, clammy and sticky, you've got to bear that in mind. Um, if it's cold and airy, you've got to bear that in mind. So I think as a, as a presenter, as a speaker, it's very important to have like an 80%, 80% of an ideal image in your mind of how the uh, presentation is going to go, but leaving a flexible room for 20%, which is hard for some people, I get it, because you've got to let go of that. You can't control it. But you can have a map, you know, you can have options, right, let, I'm going to do this if this happens, that if that happens. So I had a 20% window, I overplanned. Uh, for content, knowing that I only had about 10 to 15 minutes. And whilst uh, I was up there, um, I soon made a decision to kind of cut certain sections out and emphasize, focus on one section in particular. Uh, because I could, sense the, I could sense the anxiety in the room. I don't know whether that's a, an awards night that brings that out or whether it is, you know, younger, younger girls and guys they're anxious, they're worried, they're nervous maybe about the awards. Are they going to win? Are they not going to win? You know, there's lots of people here. I think it's hard for kids, young adults these days. And it doesn't matter how old you are, feeling nervous and anxious is very common. And I'm not sure that we find the best tonic, the best solution for these symptoms, these problems sometimes when actually perhaps what we could be doing as parents, as leaders, as friends, as, as family members, and as individuals is building our self-esteem, building our confidence, building our resilience so that we can cope better with scenarios and situations that cause us to feel nervous. Because I think that nerves serve. I've been a firm believer of that. I get nervous a lot. Um, more so now, I think having kids just get generally more concerned about certain things, but you have to stick to what works. And what works is understanding that fundamentally feeling nervous about something or feeling anxious about something is putting energy on an event that hasn't happened. It's putting energy on a worry. It's putting a lot of focus and energy and emphasis on a fantasy that hasn't occurred. It's not factual. It's not real. It has yet to happen. And of course, it's just one possible scenario out of an infinite amount of scenarios. But for whatever reason, we tend to fixate on one that's causing us to feel worried because it's the one that we don't want. So when we peel the layers back even further, why don't we want it? Well, we don't want it because it might make us feel stupid. It might humiliate us. It might cause us embarrassment it might cause us danger. Now, danger and threat, actual danger, physical harm, yes, that's worth taking into consideration, of course. But embarrassment, fear of humiliation, and risking looking like a bit of an idiot, these are actually things that have to happen. I believe they have to happen for us to uh, catapult ourselves forwards in life. I see embarrassment, humiliation, or at least the fear of it, or the awareness of it, or the vulnerability of it, I see that as like the trampoline that we are to jump on. They are the springs that we are to place our feet on that will then give us the potential and the ability, the power, the facilitation to jump higher. They are the springs in the trampoline. 
feeling embarrassed, feeling humiliated, fear of all these things, fear of looking stupid, fear of failing, they are necessary for greatness to occur. And so in the talk last night, I was talking about this saying that I'm sure you've heard of before, which is, it's the taking part that counts. Now, if we really look at that and we really be honest with ourselves, that is usually advice that we would give to a loser. And I asked the audience, I said, would we give that advice to a winner or a loser? And they all said, loser. I said, oh, thanks. I've just been called a loser by 100 people. But yes, we do tend to call, uh, sorry, we tend to call people losers. We do tend to give that advice to people that have not been successful and maybe they feel bad. They feel uh, sad and let down and let themselves down and they're dejected that they didn't win. So we say, don't worry, it's the taking part that counts. Now, of course, it is the taking part that counts. But the interesting thing that I've realized is, because I've been a loser, I've competed in sport jiu-jitsu, which was like the sport that I kind of went the furthest to. I liked having a go a bit of everything, really. But the sport that I went the furthest in, sport jiu-jitsu, my first competition in, in Las Vegas, my first experience at the World Championships, I didn't just lose every fight, I lost every round. I was terrible. I didn't have enough skill, enough ability, enough confidence. I didn't have enough uh, knowledge of the occasion. It was too much for me, and that just caused me to lose my composure and come unstuck, basically, because there wasn't a way through. Now, that, in that scenario, yes, you can apply that advice. You can. You can say, it's the taking part that counts. But what happens next when somebody gets back on the horse, so to speak, and goes and gives it another go, and eventually keeps trying, keeps putting the work in, keeps putting the feedback from last time, and applying what needs to be done to get better, eventually they will reach a certain level of success. And in those moments of success, I firmly believe, and something that I shared again last night, that it's still the taking part that counts. Because the winning, the accolade, the trophy, the medal, the certificate, these are all just physical objects that remind you of the occasion and they belong to you, they are belongings. There is one person that can take this trophy home. You won so you can have it. It is your possession, part of your possessions now. It's your belonging. You can go and put that somewhere and you can look at it and remember why you have it. But there's nothing else there. That, like It's just a reminder, it's an anchor towards that particular moment that you were the winner. But in the taking part, all the intrinsic rewards, which are not able, you're not able to see, like the satisfaction of knowing that you did it, knowing that all the sacrifice was worth it, knowing that the journey has been something that you can now look back on and feel proud of yourself and feel grateful for, and all the friendships that you make, and not just the friendships, but the respect that you have for your opponent and your opposition, because without them, you can't be the best you can be. You need them in order to test yourself. If they weren't there, you don't get to do any of it. So you, you start to realize, and, and that can spill over into your life. And that's why I think sport is so important as a mechanism for young people, particularly when it comes to building self-esteem and building confidence, even when you really do hook into this whole uh, philosophy of the taking part that counts. I hope, and I have got young kids, and as they get older, I hope that I can, you know, in the car journey home, I can talk to my kids about what they did well, what they can improve on, 
and what they enjoyed about their performance in whatever sport or whatever activity it is that they decide to do. And I hope to be able to do that if they lose or if they win, because the taking part automatically qualifies you as a winner, in my opinion. Like there was a team last night in the presentation that hadn't won a single game all season. I think it was like year seven boys rugby, hadn't won a single game. Doesn't make them losers. Yes, they might have lost the games. They might not have scored enough points to beat their opposition. They might not have done that. But as human beings, as young people, they could have easily have not done any of that. They could have easily have sat at home and done nothing, but they didn't. They put their hand up, they faced the risk and the vulnerability of humiliation and embarrassment. And they took that head on. They showed courage to go and get stuck in and take part. And in that taking part, they've built skills, they've built relationships, they've built friendships, and they will come back stronger. There is no question. Like sometimes it's better that way around. I can remember uh, being very upset uh, because I never kind of won anything as a kid until I was about 14, 15. But I remember my, my, my dad saying to me, like, if you keep practicing as you have been, you will have your time, it will come. And it did, because when you are losing a lot, you have to dig in. I say losing as in like literally the game, you're not winning the games, you're not winning the matches. You have to start getting used to uh, reflecting on your performance, thinking about how you can improve, listening to your coaches better, listening to your teammates better. And all these things might not happen as much if it was easier and you're winning all of the time. So I think young people have to embrace that. It's not always about winning. Yes, it is about taking part, but it's also about taking part when you win because you're still gaining all the backstory, all the little gaps are being filled, all the little holes are being filled, all the cracks are being like of, of the, the hardship of the journey and everything that you've been through and all the times that you've been frustrated and you've missed the shots and you didn't win. You know, All of these things are now starting to make sense because they didn't happen to you, they happened for you to go and have this moment now. And without the taking part, none of that exists and none of that is possible. So in a world where we're worried about our young people, where there's a lot of anxiety, where it's extremely easy for people to compare themselves to others and feel down about that and have mental health problems and struggles that perhaps haven't been there before in previous generations or aren't really a necessary experience for young people, more of a path that they've just stumbled down by accident, I think we can counter that by embracing this notion of just taking part and having a go and being okay to be embarrassed, being okay to feel a little bit scared, being okay to feel nervous because nerves serve and being scared is normal. Being afraid isn't, that's something that has to go but being scared is normal. That happens, it's a feeling in a moment. But the courage that people have inside, everybody has it, to say yes and ask for help and support, that can help an individual, young or old, to step on that trampoline, so to speak. Hit those springs, you know, the springs are the humiliation, the fear of failure, the embarrassment, and then use those springs to bounce up higher than they've ever been before and achieve all of those intrinsic and extrinsic growth and reward, which is only possible when you take part. 
So I wanted to share that today. Uh, you know, I think it's a, well, it's two or three topics there that I think I'm very close to my heart and very passionate about. And when I see this narrative all the time about people writing off young people, you know, they're, 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 they're doomed, uh, all the technology and the social media, and it's terrible. Uh, there was not one child in, in, in the room last night that, that I looked at that I thought I was, you know, concerned, this is, is this child happy? They all looked pretty happy. You know, they're teenagers, so they're a bit grunty every now and again, but they weren't miserable. And I know that might not be a necess necessarily be a reflection of the general population, but the one thing that they all had in common was that they were all taking part in something. So take that on board. Um, would love to know your thoughts. Anyway, reach out on socials and get involved in the conversation if you want to. Um, but yes, thank you to Haraway School for inviting me. It was a real honour and a real privilege. And um, yes, we've just got to go and do our best, haven't we? Take part, give it a go and reach for that greatness. Last thing I'll share, anybody who has ever achieved anything great, anybody who has ever been a winner, a serial winner, has also been a great loser because they were taking part and eventually it just broke through and happened for them because of all of it. Not because of that one shot, not because of that one punch, not because of that one penalty or one free kick. It wasn't the singular moment that made them. It was all of these moments leading up to it, all of these things that happened for them in order to become that greatness. Thanks for watching. Speak to you again soon.